WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. So just wanted to make a quick video here on everything that happened with the Indianapolis Colts Ravens game last night. Uh, I'm going to post this here in a minute, but uh, I wanted to kind of just break it down a little bit and, you know, kind of explain what I thought I saw and what, you know, a lot of other people saw. I'm sure a lot of you are going to have some differing opinions on it than me. That's fine. I'm, I'm used to it by now, but um, either way, go ahead and go with it. So, Here's the thing. I'm sure quite a few people are still going to disagree on this, which is weird, but I could find very little wrong with what the Indianapolis Colts did on offense yesterday. Very few things that popped off the screen that told me, wow, this team just can't play. I mean, yesterday, Carson Wentz, was one of the best statistical days he's had in his career. I think that he had one of his most efficient days uh, with his QB rating. It was one. Of, I think it was the highest amount of yardage he's ever thrown in a game. You know, so th- this was a very good game from Carson Wentz. I know there are some people that are still saying, "Oh, well, it was a good day." I-, I don't know if I would go really good. It was a really good day. For Carson Wentz, threw for over, threw a seventy percent completion percentage, threw for over four hundred yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Carson Wentz had a very good day against the Baltimore Ravens, and against again, we were saying like even with some of the secondary issues, you know, we were questioning whether or not the Colts were actually going to be able to move the ball down the field on this uh, Baltimore defense, and. They did that. They did that. They did very, very well at that. So, you know, Carson Wentz, again, just had himself a great day yesterday. There there was very few things I could find wrong with anything he did. Obviously, two or three throws that he didn't do great on. But, again, that's apparent for every quarterback. Every quarterback has that. I think we're getting too picky with that. And then on top of it, you know, we were talking about the – Colts being able to run the football you know we said can the Colts run the football in this game and Jonathan Taylor 15 carries for 53 yards you know he he was pretty good yesterday at running the football you know they were very good overall I felt the Colts as a unit did a really great job of running the football yesterday I mean Marlon Mack five carries for 47 yards Naheem Hines four carries for 18 yards in total, when you count Wentz's totals in there, 26 carries altogether yesterday for 123 yards, almost five yards a carry, and a touchdown from Jonathan Taylor. I mean, 
you know, th- that was a good day running the football. And the offensive line, props to them, man. They did a really good job uh, running the football and blocking yesterday. I mean, they did a very fantastic job of opening up holes and giving the running backs just a little bit of room to make something happen. I thought that they did a very good job yesterday of doing that. And obviously receiving Jonathan Taylor leading the way, three catches for 116 yards. I mean, again, if you had if you had Jonathan Taylor on your fantasy team again yesterday, again, you had a phenomenal day. You had 17 points just from his yardage alone, and then three points from his receptions half PPR even that's still really freaking good and had two touchdowns as well. So Taylor just phenomenal three catches, 116 yards off that 76 yarder that he had from the first catch he had where he took it to the house. Michael Pittman, six catches for 89 yards, most average in that game and also got his first touchdown of the year. That was what we were wanting to see from Michael Pittman. Carson Wentz executed what they needed to do in that. Paris Campbell got involved, four catches for 56 yards. That's the most he's been utilized this season. And it was great to see him actually getting involved and making some good plays and getting some of those big first downs for the Colts on third down. Mo Ali Cox, a couple of big receptions there early in, in the middle of the game too. Pascal had a couple good ones. Granson got involved. You know, I mean, just there was a lot of guys in here that got utilized in this. And I felt that the Colts diversified their offense. I felt that overall, from the play calling to the execution, everything went exactly according to plan for Indianapolis offensively. This is the best offensive game plan we have seen all year through five weeks. And with the numbers they put up, You would win 90% of games when you see Carson Wentz throwing for 400 yards and your running backs running for 120. 90% of the time you're winning those games, over 90%. It's just, you know, other things came into play, fruition. But again, Carson Wentz did a great job yesterday. Offensive line did a great job yesterday outside of a few blocking errors. Running backs did a great job yesterday. The receivers, for the most part, did a great job yesterday. I felt that overall, the offensive game plan and how the Colts attacked it, getting creative, being able to mix in different formations, allow Carson to do what he wanted to do, and being able to run the football really helped this team. They scored 25 points, but they put their team in position to score 32 points, which ultimately would have won us the game. Say what you want. The offense put this team in great position to win this game tenfold. And also with 39 seconds going 45 yards down the field to get that final chance to get some points. And yet we just couldn't do it to win the game. Offense did its job. I I don't care what anybody says. Offense did their job. And... Brady and Reich did do a good job in executing how they wanted to get the offense going. That is the big pivotal point here. So I think we can kind of get to now where we were wanting to talk about, and that is the defense. First off, let me say, 
I felt that through three quarters, through about two and a half quarters, really, the Colts had dominated the Baltimore Ravens all the way through thick and thin. They dominated them. Even when they got into the red zone twice, still held them down and couldn't and didn't let them score touchdowns the way they wanted. I mean, the Colts did what they needed to do. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And then ultimately, again, it came down to the Ravens being the Ravens and the Colts not making adjustments. I said Mark Andrews was going to be the scariest one in this game. 11 catches yesterday for 147 yards. Marquise Brown, 9 catches for 125 yards, both with two touchdowns. Both were targeted over 10 times. I mean, I I just don't, I didn't understand yesterday how the Colts did not make any adjustments to what was going on yesterday. Okay, so in the first half, Lamar Jackson was definitely flustered. He was definitely flustered. And then he was damn near perfect in the second half. Damn near perfect. Okay, he almost didn't even throw in an incompletion in the second half. Very, I think he may have had two in the second half. I mean, he completed 86% of his passes. And again, threw for 442 yards and four touchdowns. And again, it's not the fact that the Colts didn't get pressure on Lamar in the second half. There were multiple plays where they got pressure on Lamar Jackson in the second half. They just weren't quite able to wrap him up. You know, I mean, he was sacked twice yesterday. And that was on behalf of Al-Qadim Muhammad and Tyquan Lewis. Both of them got in on it on the action. But DeForest Buckner, nothing. Grover Stewart, nothing. I mean, I'll give credit where credit's due to uh to Darius Leonard, even. Darius Leonard with 13 tackles. You know, he was he was in good uh, in really good places in the run game, especially. I mean, he was everywhere in the first half. And then it just felt like Everything fell apart in the second half. You had Xavier Rhodes, Rocky Sin, who was already out. You had Sendejo go out. And not to mention you're already down TJ Carey. 
So Kenny Moore and Isaiah Rogers were in, but then Isaiah Rogers also got hurt in part way into that game and had to come out at for times. So you had two guys that you had gotten off your practice squad playing in the secondary. And it felt like there was nothing that was changed to adapt to how the system went around. I felt like there was something that needed to be done. And the Colts even tried to dial up blitzes. They even tried to dial up blitzes, and the Ravens were still getting six to eight yards on the quick slants every time they dealt something up. Every time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, There was no press coverage. And then, you know, you hear Coach Reich then say after the game that also, for anyone that wants to um, complain about the uh, conservative play calling at the end where the Colts had the chance to go up by two scores with four and a half minutes left, again, I'm not even judging that at all. I'm not judging it at all. I thought it was the right call, and if Blankenship nails that kick, we're not sitting here talking about this. We're not sitting here talking about this. We're talking about the Colts winning. But yet he comes out on a press conference and says, yeah, I really wish I could have had that one back. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? How many times... In the last two years, have we heard Coach Reich say, oh, I wish I could have had that one back. That one I wish I could have done differently. How many times do you need to say it, Coach Reich? It was the right call in my opinion. Being conservative, putting yourself in a good position to where you felt like you could at least, that way you didn't feel like you had to be conservative on it. I, d- I didn't mind the conservative play call. But if you thought it was the wrong decision, why did you make it? How many more times do we need to continue to hear this? This is where it gets me frustrated. I didn't think it was a bad play call. I didn't mind the fact that we lost three yards. We were still at the 20-yard line. That's still a very easy kick for a kicker to make. 
But yet we continue to hear this once every four weeks saying, man, I wish I would have had that one back. You've got to start making the correct decisions from yourself, bro. We can't keep hearing that because then it just doesn't display confidence in your abilities. And then we hear also that Reich has been talking with Eberfuss on how to finish games. Well, you think maybe if you change something on your defense that maybe you'd be able to finish games? The Ravens scored four straight touchdowns at the end of that game. You shut them down. You practically shut them down all the way up until those final four drives. Three straight touchdowns to end the end of that regulation and then a touchdown straight after with almost no resistance. Almost no resistance. It's not like this took five minutes for these Ravens to go all the way down the field. It didn't even take three. Some of their drives took two minutes. Two. I think the first drive they scored a touchdown, they scored two of their touchdowns in two and a half minutes each. I'm frustrated because this offense put this team in a tremendous position to win it. Most of the time, we've been saying it was the defense that gave the offense chances. Well, this time, the offense did that. The offense played a damn near perfect game. They played a damn good game. And the defense could not get one stop on the last four drives. One stop. Not even a field goal. And then the special teams. Special teams missing two field goals and an extra point. Seven points missed. I love how everyone was saying, oh, well, you know, we obviously should have kept Panero. You know, Blankenship has been trashed. You know, he's been dang near perfect all season before today. He was 9 of 10 on on field goals this year and had not missed an extra point. He was hurt. He was hurt in that game. But the Colts felt that he even having him out there, even injured, was still better than having Sanchez kick their field goals and their extra points. But yet, again, it comes back to this. If they felt that was the best decision necessary to win this game, then Blankenship's got to make them mad. I, I don't care if you're hurt. If you're healthy enough to go back out on that field, I expect you to do your job. Because if you're not healthy enough then I would understand. But you were healthy enough to tell yourself, I'm good enough to go out there and make a 37-yarder. I'm good enough to go out there and make a 47-yarder. I'm good enough to go out there and make an extra point. And you couldn't do any of them. So, special teams let us down. And... Defense let us down late in that game and the inability to adapt once again from the coaching staff on the defensive side of things at the end of the game. And it stinks because, again, in the first half, the Colts played a phenomenal defensive game plan. They did 
everything the way they wanted. They, I think through the first half, the I mean, the second quarter stats really transformed it to making it look a lot more even than what it actually was. I mean, the Colts were dominating the Ravens in the first half, bro. And this is where we end up. So, again, the Colts come out of their tough stretch of their first five games, one and four. Not what I wanted to have happen, but here we are. We're going to just have to see where the Colts go from here. If they don't start winning more games very soon, then roster decisions are going to have to be dealt. And we'll get to that when we get there. Thank you guys again so much for tuning into this video. Let me know what you guys thought of the game. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.